Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Right now, we're talking about the spiritual dynamics of government. In other words, we're looking at, you know, government is out there. And so many times people look at it and think, well, there, there's no real spiritual dynamics to that. There are tons of spiritual dynamics to government. And in all honesty, government is one of the primary targets of both God and the devil. Governments are a main target of God. Governments are a main target of the devil. So much so that one of the temptations of Jesus that the devil presented was, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms and the glory of them. He didn't offer him souls. <laughs> he offered him nations. He offered him governments. That was a temptation to Jesus. See, if that didn't affect Jesus, then it wasn't a temptation. But no, he was tempted in all points like as we are and even beyond things that some of us don't even get tempted in. Why? Governments are the biggest influence over the masses. Governments are the biggest influence over what the majority of people do. If a government is leading a nation toward evil, then the people in that nation, the majority of them, will move in that direction. If a government is leading its people toward God, then the people, the majority of them, will move to some degree in that way. Governments are the biggest influence on people, on the majority of people in the world. Now, with this, we're talking right now about pulling down strongholds. Now, with this, we're really talking about how strongholds are constructed. Because uh, unless you've got one of those bunker busters, if you would, then you know, it's just blow it all up. You know, it destroys everything. Well, God's not bothered about blowing it all up. Uh, God's not destructive in that sense. He wants to get rid of the evil but leave everything good in place. He doesn't want to hurt the people. So we have to recognize how strongholds are constructed to be able to pull them down, not blow them up. Now, let's go ahead and read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, yesterday we talked about bringing the thoughts captive, how that in the temptation of Eve that the serpent told her, he said, has God really said this? Has God really said that you can't eat of every tree? And, well, Adam evidently was the one that told her. So she didn't really, 100%, she didn't have proof that God said it. Opened a window of doubt. Now, the second step after that thought that is entertained is 
information that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And there's two phrases there, two words actually, that I really want to center in on. The first one was exalts. The second one is against. This next step, if you would, step two in building a stronghold has a 2A and a 2B, where that knowledge gains prominence. It gains importance. It is exalted. Now, here in the school of Genesis 3, the temptation of Eve, and we saw yesterday um, where, you know, has God really said that? Well, he said, don't eat it or touch it. And then here was the, in four, verse 4, is the serpent's response to Eve's statement. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Now, he's, right there, he's going down to the, the B of uh, step two, that information that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You'll not surely die. God's wrong. God's wrong. God's not telling you the truth. And there is an aspect of exalting it in that. He goes on and he says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, let's allow me a little poetic license here. In other words, the devil is kind of in modern language saying this. Listen, do you know what evil is? You don't, do you? You don't know what evil is. But that tree right there will give you the knowledge of good and evil. And God don't want you to know that. God is withholding information from you. So you got to understand, she didn't know anything bad. She didn't know sickness. She didn't know disease. She didn't know catastrophe. She didn't know disaster. She knew nothing of evil. All she knew was good. All she knew of is good. See, God don't want you to know that. Matter of fact, you know, that evil is really good. That evil will make your life better. You will actually see and understand more. Your eyes will be opened. Verse 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, hmm, yeah, that, that would be good for food. I, I could eat that. You know, there is a benefit to not doing what God said. It was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes. You know, it don't look dangerous. It doesn't look like it would kill you. Matter of fact, it, it looks really good. It's desirable. And then the next one, and a tree desirable to make one wise. Matter of fact, I'll be smarter. I'll know more. God said that I was like him, but I'll be more like him if I eat of that tree because then I'll know evil just like he does. And you see, all of this, the thoughts that Satan put in her mind through the serpent, it began to promote this thought. It began to exalt itself. That, eh, 
You know, God said this, but the, it, it don't look dangerous. Looks like it tastes really good. And it make me smarter too. There's all kinds of benefits from this. And so, as it says, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Now, again, let's take to our culture here. We said that the 60s, you know, if you could wrap it up in one phrase, if it feels good, do it. The, and we had what is known as the sexual revolution. Let's move a little further into the 80s and the 90s when a, a phenomenon took place, if you would, culturally. We had guys like Phil Donahue, Mari Povich, uh, different ones. I, I, I never really watched those, uh, and so I, I forget who, who all was during that time. But you know those talk shows, they would bring guests in, and some of them, uh, I forget, Jerry Springer uh, would bring in every odd type of situation that they could find and kind of like, you know, put the craziness of the world on display. And they began in some of those, not Jerry Springer so much, but some of the others began to delve into, well, you know, if it feels good, do it. And, you know, here's this situation. What, what is... What's so wrong with them doing and having a lifestyle different from what God says? Because after all, they may have been born that way. So isn't it okay for them to be happy? Wouldn't you want them to be happy? And all of this is that 2A, promoting it, Getting Well, yeah, I wouldn't want anybody to be unhappy. And they appeal to uh, people's compassion and sympathy and empathy. And so at that point, then, and, and what's so wrong with it? And then it begins to exalt itself against. As it go, grows in prominence and it, as it grows in acceptance, it then moves to being against. And in this situation, well, you know, you might say this, you, you're quoting the Bible, and you might, that might be your truth. But it's not this person's truth. As a matter of fact, everyone has their own truth. There is no such thing as objective truth, a truth that stands above every circumstance and situation. Every, all truth is subjective. So matter of fact, you know, your truth, if that's what you want to believe, fine, but leave them alone. This is their truth. And as a matter of fact, if you say it's wrong, it's sin, well, that's wrong. God's wrong in doing that. It's actually right. This person's better off. This person is happier. This person is all this. It, it, it creates all of these good things. Well, the only problem is statistically, that's not the case when you do the research. Every lifestyle, contrary to what God prescribes, increases problems. It increases depression. 
It increases the suicide rate. It, it, it increases all kinds of things, depending on which one you're talking about. And that, if you would, was the phase, and it really began in the 80s and then and into the 90s and the early 2000s, to begin to be exalted and really begin to move against God. All the way up until, you know, especially probably about 2000, um, 10 or 12, somewhere through there, it had gotten to that place where it was opposed to God. It was opposed to the truth of the Word of God. And it was becoming more and more a stronghold. It just started with this thought that didn't get taken captive. But it was growing. It was becoming stronger. And through this, it set it up to become a stronghold. At these points, if you would, the next step that it goes into is a leap because it, it, the, the tone changes. And if you would, the tone in the late teens, 20, you know, from 2012 through 2020, the tone changed. And it's even had an uptick since 2020. It's e increased even more. And we'll see why that dynamic happens. I hope you can see that the things that we're talking about, stronghold, Satan's primary design is to build a stronghold that captures a culture, captures the hearts, minds, the souls of the people of a nation. But God has a plan. Join us again tomorrow, and we'll continue our study. Bless you. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augusta Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augusta Seed online at AugustaSeed.com.